It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please turn again in your Bibles to Psalm 2. Psalm 2, we're continuing our thought this week on sinner, why fight against God? Sinner, why fight against God? Let's go ahead and read our text again, Psalm chapter 2. The Bible says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thy inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Now just quickly to review over what we've been looking at all week. We've looked at the primary interpretation, how David wrote that from the perspective, I believe, of where he was anointed to be king, but was not king over all Israel yet. Judah accepts him at one, finally as their king. He reigns in Hebron for seven and a half years, but the other ten tribes, they don't accept him right away. So that was the primary interpretation. We looked at the prophetic interpretation, how that Psalms 2, half of it is fulfilled at Calvary on the cross, and you see that in Acts chapter 4, where Peter quotes Psalm chapter 2, and the scripture tells us that Pontius Pilate, the Pharisees, the people and the Romans there, they're all the heathen and the people and the kings and the rulers in this passage here. But practically speaking, the heathen and the people, that's us today. The kings and the rulers, that, that fits, you know, our, our, maybe our politicians and all, but really it all fits in, it all can apply to us today, and that's what I'm concerned with, is the practical application. We've looked so far at the anger of the sinner against God for these three reasons, because of the rebellion of their father, the devil, because of the restraints of God on their lust, and because of their resistance to the authority of God. We've looked at the assumption of the sinner, how that he thinks he can actually break off the yoke of God. 
He thinks he can bypass the authority of God. We look at their commitment against God. They've set themselves in their way, and we stated that it takes God to deliver the sinner from his way. We looked at their counsel against God, how that they are doing everything in their power to fight against God and to resist Him and to come up with their own plans, their own ways that they're going to do things. But we also looked at their confusion, how that their efforts to fight God are totally futile. There is no... They will never be able to change one bit of the plan of God. They tried to change it when Christ was on earth. They rejected him, thinking that if they rejected him, he would not be king. But no, all they did was play right into God's hand. All they did was fulfill exactly what God said would already happen. So we see the anger of the sinner. We see the assumption of the sinner. But I want to move on from where we were at. And we see the authority... Of the sovereign. In this chapter here, we see an earthly rejection and rebellion against a heavenly supernatural plan and a heavenly supernatural king. This is simple, but the sinner needs to understand this. The one that's going to fight against God needs to understand this. That God's plan is already set. Nothing that you do or say is going to change anything. There are sinners out there that resist the facts of God's Word, reject God as their Lord and King, and somehow or another they think they're going to make it by just fine. Somehow or another they think they're going to be okay. All they're doing is living for the here and now, and I promise you that they will face the judgment of God, no matter what they think, because God is sovereign, and God has already set up His plan, His way of salvation. God's justice system has already been set up, and you cannot change it. God's plan is set. God's purposes will not be thwarted. God's already predetermined that His Son, Jesus Christ, will be king on this earth. You will not change that. He will be your king one day, whether you like it or not. If you don't accept Him as king, you'll have to accept Him as judge and face the judgment of God for it. But what I really want to try to stress is that God's punishment is sure. For the the sinner fighting against God, just as these did, they thought that they could set themselves against God. They thought they could break the bands of God asunder. They thought they could free themselves from the moral physical, and spiritual restraints that God had set on their life. And the sinners today think the exact same thing. They may not come out and say it exactly, but that's exactly what they say by their actions. That's exactly what they are trying to do. They're throwing off any restraint, any yoke of God in their life, thinking 
I don't know what they're thinking. I guess they think they can get rid of it. I guess they think they can get by with it. But God's judgment is sure. They cannot change that. And no matter how much you tell a lie, no matter how much you believe a lie, no matter how sincere you get about that lie, you cannot change the truth of God's Word. His judgment is sure. If we were to turn to Acts chapter 5, you'll see that the Pharisees are having this little powwow about how they can stop the kingdom of God from advancing because they've just faced Peter and John and, and saw the power that they have and saw that they've been with God. And one of the Pharisees looks at them and, and says this, But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. The sinner trying to run from his sin, trying to run from the facts, trying to fight God's conviction in his life, is fighting a losing battle, fighting a futile battle, God sitting up in the heavens, this is what it says, He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath, and vex them in his sore displeasure. You think you're, you're getting to God? You think that some way or another you're getting by, getting past the law of God? Your actions are so foolish to think that you can get by. What you're imagining is so much of a dream world to God's world that God sits in heaven laughing at the fool you're making of yourself. You say, well, you're, you're being awful blunt. Yes, I am, because that's exactly what the sinner is doing. I don't want to see the sinner die and go to hell. I don't want to see the sinner believing a lie and go to hell. So I have to be blunt to wake the sinner up. And if you're a sinner listening by way of radio, the podcast, or Facebook, listen to me. You cannot, you will not get by with your sin. God's punishment is sure you cannot sidestep it. But I want you to understand this as well. Not only is God's plan already set, and His purposes, they're not going to be thwarted. His punishment, it's sure. But God's displeasure with the sinner that fights against Him is increasing. You see, as these, this group of people here in Psalm 2 begin to fight and reject God, He sits in the heavens laughing. Them. He has them in derision. In other words, he scorns them. But then I see, then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. The Bible talks about the sinner, how that he treasures up wrath for the day of judgment. And dear sinner, when you fight against God and when you continue to resist the conviction of the Holy Spirit in your life, you are treasuring up wrath until the day of judgment. I don't think people fear God like they ought to. They, I know they don't. 
Somehow or another, people have lost their fear of God. They, we hear it so much today with this new evangelicalism and this newfangled Christianity. God is love, God is love, God is love, God is love. And that's all they preach about. So the sinner just thinks that somehow he's going to get by with his sin when the truth of the matter is that God, first of all, is holy and that God judges sin and that God, as the just judge, cannot let man get by with his sin. It has to be paid for. The judgment has to be met. The judgment um, punishments have to be met. Or God ceases to be just. And people have no fear of God for the sin in their lives. And people very rarely seem to realize that the more they resist God and the more they fight against God, the more they are treasuring up the wrath of God. Those that receive more truth from God and reject it also receive greater condemnation from God. Sinner, you need to see yourself. You need to see yourself in your sins. But you need to see that the longer you stay in them, the more you're treasuring up wrath unto the day of judgment. You cannot, you will not get by with your sin. Fight as much as you want. Believe whatever lie you want. But one day you will stand before God. One day your works will be made manifest. But that day it'll be too late. You need to understand the authority of God. And you need to submit to that authority before it is too late. God's judgment is sure. You cannot, you will not get by with your sin. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.